Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you harlots of the hocus pocus, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me, as always, is Carla Wainwright. Thanks, Leah. That was awesome. I kind of just want to like do something new every single time because it amuses me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to see you, even though nobody at home can see you. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. It's a cold, rainy day today, so I'm wearing snuggly clothes and glad I'm inside. How about you? The same. I see your fleece um, hoodie there and I'm in a toque, which is rather disgusting. And for our listeners that are not within Canada and need to know what a toque is, it's similar to a beanie or you can just use Google. Anyways, guess what? It's October, a particularly witchy month. And we have some really fun themes to explore with all of our listeners on the way to Sawin. And we're going to kick things off on our own radical sex, which with Oktoberfest, with an episode devoted to the great goddess of boundaries, crossroads, magic, and witchcraft, my personal deity, Hecate. All the fake horns insert here. (laughs) (laughs) She might like different music than that, but that's just what came through. Yeah, it's probably not divine and holy like she's used to. That's for sure. So before we get into who she is, what her story is, um, are you familiar with her, Carla? Well, yes, I am. As as someone who has been interested in goddess culture from all over the world for a long time, yeah, Hecate, like she is for you, is is a personal fave. She's just... um, got such a rich history and significance and um, yeah, she's really got this incredible power to her. That's magnetic. So yes, I love her a lot and I'm excited to share with our listeners today. Yeah. She's truly fearless in my books. And the second I found out who she was, it was like a gut punch for me. And I was like, wow, this is the one I'm praying to. And I actually have an amazing picture of her on my altar over top of my fireplace. And she, mm. she's my woman I pray to. So everyone's like, well, who is this woman? Tell us all about it. So maybe you want to give the readers a little backstory on Hecate. Yeah. So Hecate um, is the Greek goddess, as you said, of boundaries, crossroads, magic, and witchcraft. And she was the daughter of two of the Titans. And is really the oldest embodiment of the great triple goddess. And this is where a lot of our listeners might actually realize that they have a familiarity with her. So um, the triple goddess is known as Hecate Triformis. And what that means is that she can look three ways at once. So whether that's past, present, and future, maiden, mother, and crone, birth, life, and death, she takes the representation of these three different uh, ways that she can be um, in any reality. So it's really, really powerful. And she's also considered to be what's called a thonic goddess. So thonic um, means things that dwell on or under the earth. So she was really closely associated with the spiritual world, ghosts, and even the dead. And um, a shrine to Hecate was placed at the entrances of ancient Greek homes and even at the um, entrance of cities as a form of protection uh, so that 
the protection between this world and the space between life and death would be would be preserved. So, yeah, she she really held a really important role in uh, in ancient Greek life. Yeah, she's got a really interesting lore to her as well. Like, um, she's also known as Queen of the Witches, which was like part of that gut punch for me. But her backstory, like there's, I mean, there's story, there's multiple stories for gods and goddesses, but hers is like how she's directly linked to charging into the underworld to save Persephone from Hades. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the first time that her tripleness um, came about because there were all these different crossroads within, within the underworld. And so she formed back to back to back so she could see what was coming at her from all sides at once. And she ultimately ended up, you know, going in and finding, um, Persephone who was lost down there. And because of that, she became a constant companion, which a lot of people don't realize with her every single year when she, when Persephone had to go back into the underworld. That's right. Cause that was the deal that was struck. And so um, Persephone, yeah, had had Hecate as um, this guardian who took her uh, back and forth um, from the underworld year after year. I know it's so cool. It's such a cool story because like a lot of us know the story of Hades and Persephone. But like, honestly, until I started deep digging into Hecate, I had no idea that she was like, you know, the mate, like the handmaid sort of a mighty fucking handmaid, I might say. That yeah, you know, because I remember, I don't know that overlooked these visits, but she became a revered guest of Hades because of this. Yes, absolutely. And I remember reading, um, you know, in high school, learning Greek, some Greek with mythology and certainly learned the story about um, uh, Persephone and her mother Demeter. And then, of course, Hades. But Hecate never made uh, no. never made the cut. <laughs> I know. And it's like, what the fuck? That's, we'll just blame it on the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like here is this woman protector and she got lost from the story despite playing a really important role for the ancient Greeks. But yeah. Yeah, especially as we lead up to Halloween or Samhain, because she is the gatekeeper of the dead, so to speak. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe part of it, too, is that, you know, by the first century AD, some of her more benign aspects um, started to be forgotten. And she became much more associated, like you said, with witchcraft. And then of course, because of the, um, the stigma and the misogyny um, related to, to witchcraft, uh, it became twisted to like black, uh, black magic or necromancy and all of these evil associations. So I think that her positive attributes uh, really became twisted yeah, really became twisted as Christianity took a bigger role uh, in Europe. Uh, does do you think that she's got a big relevance today, or a little less? I mean, there's still things that we can do around our homes to honor her. We're not there yet, but like, do you think she's as one of the big, the big goddesses out there? I think so. I think for a lot of pagans, she continues to be important. That she was important for centuries and centuries, and. Um, yeah, I think that for a lot of a lot of witches, they really revere her um, because of what she represents in her connection to the underworld, her capacity to be in three ways or three um, embodiments at once, past, present, future, uh, maiden, mother, crone, etc. So I think that she does have a lot of relevance, but probably more so to a specific group of people like witches and, and mm-hmm. pagans. And you know, she also presides over spells and botanicals and she's a seer, a medium, a healer. 
And so, um, yeah, I think that she is and continues to be really important to a lot of people uh, about, especially in terms of how she's able to bridge the worlds between the living and the dead. And the living between living too, because one of her other lesser known titles is that she is a goddess of relationships. Um, that's a little lesser known, but it was actually like how I came to find her. Cause I, you know, I was probably like heartbroken over some fucking dick smoke there that, you know, broke my heart. And I was probably Googling away and I was like, Whoa, the goddess of relationships. And then it was like, the goddess of the witches. And that was right then and there. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit. I'm yeah. And she really, everything. <laughs> she really reminds us of the importance of change and how we need to be able to release the past, let go of what feels maybe familiar and safe and courageously travel into new beginnings. And that's, you know, we have to do that in relationships all the time. Yeah. And life in general, which yes. road are you going to take? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, really, her, um, her, uh, what would, what I, how do I want to say that? Like her capacity to really hold us in a space of change, um, and help us travel courageously into new beginnings. Like you just said, in all aspects of our life and really channeling her energy, um, can be really, really powerful. And I think that's why she continues to resonate for so many people, even today, you know, a couple thousand years later, even more. Even more. Yeah. Especially in this day and age of like the internet and the, like, we've talked about this many times, like social platforms, like Instagram and TikTok and like, which talk and all of that shit. Right. Like, you know, the information is spreading at a rapid rate. So, and on a podcast, <laughs> back to my horns. Beep, 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 beep. Um, so let's just say we want to honor this amazing goddess, um, I hear through the grapevine that you might have a, a ceremony to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me, I love ceremony and ritual and uh, October is such a great month to do. Well, it's Fuck always yeah. a good time. I probably would say that no matter when we were recording this, but yeah, October just feels like a good time to really get in, in touch with your ceremonial, your witchy ceremonial and ritual um, practices. Um, so there are of course many different things you can do. I'm just going to give you a suggestion that might, uh, that might feel resonant. So you could do a ceremony that really gives honor and gratitude for past, present, and future. And whenever we do a ritual, it's really nice to take some time to create a, a special altar and, you know, altars, I know we've talked about that before. They really do have important significance. They really ground the ceremony. When you put particular items on there that are have significance, you're charging them up. Um, just the energy of those objects contributes to the ceremony as well. So um, really recommending doing that. And so, you know, for a specific Hecate altar, you could uh, find a small cauldron. I've actually seen some really cute um, cast iron ones. Oh my God, um, I want one. Yeah, really, really nice, like tiny ones. Yes. I have yet to find a big, you know, human sized one, but I love I'm that okay. you just said human size, because as you said, as you said, I've yet to, you know, find a bigger one. I, I was like that we can throw parts of our ex-boyfriends into and you're like human size cauldron. Continue. I digress. Yes. Yes. Um, human size cauldron or a small cauldron, whatever you got. Um a knife, you could put a broom, uh, dog figurines, because of Hecate, of course, was associated with dogs. You know, she would go into the underworld with her dogs, uh, anything with stars and moons, and the colors associated with her are typically red and black. 
candles also a must for sure. So from this central altar, then you're going to take three sticks and you're going to have them radiate equally out from the center. So basically they're forming like, what would that be? Just a, dividing a circle perfectly into three, I yeah. suppose. And then each stick points to the space for a smaller altar, which you want to represent past, present, and future. And so then within those particular mini altars in your grand altar, you're going to place objects from your life from those three areas. They could be mementos, um, photos, something from your lineage, uh, especially for the past. For the present, present, you could put in things that you're actively manifesting, uh, manifesting, manifesting, and things that represent your current reality. And then for the future, placing things that really embody your desires for the future. And this is where you're invoking your dreams awake. Um, and so this altar is really a powerful, powerful representation of your past, present, and future, which will be absolutely unique to you. And then encompassing that are all of these items that invoke the energy of this triple goddess uh, of Hecate. And you know, from this place, you can do more intention setting. Maybe you want to read some tarot cards. Maybe you want to create a spell. Um, there's all kinds of things you could do from there and um, use this altar as this central focus to really create the energy that you're wanting within these three different places of space and time. I really like that idea of the altar. And it's so like, I'm thinking about it now. It's like, duh, why not set it up like that? Like, it's so cool if you think of the triple goddess, because mine is just like, on, it's a little ledge over top of my fireplace. And I have a picture of her. I have a picture of um, the high priestess from tarot. And then I have this like amazing Katrina statue from Mexico. And then the whole bottom is just filled with crystals. But I really, really like that idea of making the, the tri-circle and filling it with your past, present, future. That's super fucking cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. And, you know, you could make these little mini spells for each section. So a spell to release the past. And that might just be, you know, an intention or invocation, right. there's like special way it needs to be done. Yeah. But maybe there's stuff about your past that are you're clinging onto. And that's just really feeling heavy, letting that go with some kind of spell or invocation, a spell to embody the present to really be present, you know, in the mm -hmm. present in the now moment. Yeah. And then something to really invoke the future in terms of what you're calling in. So um, yeah, you can, you can do that and you could do that all month, right? You could do mm -hmm. that every single day because there'll be different aspects from your past, different aspects for the present and the future that you may really want to use like the, um, the power of this altar day after day after day as it's building to, to really, yeah, come into the full embodiment of what it is you're letting go being and creating. That's awesome. Uh, you have a little bit more, do you not? Or am I just on sniffing glue here <laughs> on sniffing glue guys? I'm on the pot. No, I'm not totally She's in the giant human called human size cauldron sniffing, <laughs> sniffing the body parts of my past lovers. <laughs> I love how, like every time I reference shit like this, I'm, I'm, you know, getting <laughs> rid of a man I used to date. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I got a couple more suggestions. Yes, uh, please. Because that for, was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So for people to channel the essence uh, of Hecate. So it said that um, she had the ability, of course, to see past, present and future and would often visit her followers in their dreams. 
So if you're having to decide on a direction to take, you can keep a dream journal by your bed and practice being aware of the information that comes to you from these unconscious realms. And the gift of seeing things from different angles can help with clarity and wiser choices. And I will say that it it is actually really important to have that journal by your bed because right when we wake up, we often will remember the most recent set of dreams that we've had, you know, whenever that is in the, in the night, but, you know, as soon as we get into our day, get our coffee, whatever we're doing, it starts to evaporate. So if you really want to harness the power and the wisdom, the insight transmissions from those dreams, you got to capture it right away. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm usually waking up and yelling at my cat who's banging on the goddamn door to go outside at 4am. So <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I think the neighbors probably think I'm abusing my cat or a child or something because it's like how I start every single day with my window open because it was the summer and, and yelling that. So, and actually, I'll just want to share a quick story. It's kind of like a family brag. Um, so I have a family member who's long since deceased, but he won a Nobel Prize in uh, in biochemistry. Yep, and uh, he actually figured out how. The messages transmit between cells through that gap. He, he discovered acetylcholine. Anyway, long time ago. About but, your, is that dreaming? Well, I'm going to tell you. So he, okay. you know, it's true, but he was working on this, of course, you know, for many, many years. And in a dream, he, he figured it out and he woke up and he was so thrilled to, uh, you know, finally figured out this question, this question that he'd been working on you know, for years, went back to sleep and then forgot it when he no, woke up. <laughs> no, no. So then it took him uh, another, I don't know if it was like another year or two years to, to come back to whatever the realization was. Oh my was. God. So, Could you imagine the depression that you would have after something yeah. like that? Well, I it all worked out. Brilliance and oh fuck, poof, it's gone. Like, so if he'd had a dream journal and invoked Hecate, <laughs> this never would have happened. <laughs> Learn your lessons, Kitty. Don't be like Carla's ancestor. <laughs> yeah. So there, see, this is a really good reason why you should have a dream journal. Okay. <laughs> the second <laughs> suggestion um, is, yeah, like I, Leah makes the most incredible Halloween costumes. I know she gets started oh, early. You. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so getting into your creativity. So you could create a, a three different masks to represent Hecate's multifaceted wisdom and decorate them, or you could make like a spectacular mask that has three sides. I already it. just pictured that as soon as you said making masks and Hecate, I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so masks can represent, they're, they're just a really fun way to represent aspects of who you are. And um, you just really have fun with that and just get into your creativity. And, you know, lots of us haven't done that kind of a craft project in since we were kids, and it can be really powerful. We've talked about the power of creativity and how it connects to your sexual energy. And so you could channel all of that goodness into making some super phenomenal Hecate inspired masks. Well, I hope if that's the case, that it, and you know, increases my sexual energy that I get laid this Halloween. Then. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually making some really gross shit. So someone's going to have to be into some gross shit, you know, for us to bump the uglies, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) I know great pictures, great visualizations, ugly, horrifying sex. (laughs) It's not the dirty, it's not the dirty Ben or the dirty Carla. So, (laughs) oh, just as an aside, can I tell you that I, I went down the rabbit hole of looking up 
dirty names yeah. on Urban Dictionary. And yeah, it was good. It makes me cry. It makes me cry. Some of those and just how fantastic they were. And yeah, I reference it all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> so let me okay. just share the last one here. Um, so another way you can honor the energy of Hecate, the goddess, is by leaving offerings of food outdoors for for her, her the embodiment of her, her dogs, but maybe, you know, hopefully there aren't too many homeless dogs where you live. Cause that would be really sad, but the idea is to actually make an offering of food. And so maybe you could, um, drop something off, uh, to a soup kitchen or work at a soup kitchen or drop something off to homeless people who need to have a really healthy, good meal, uh, making a donation to a shelter, hand out some food in some way. Um, that can also be like a really beautiful way to, to honor the energy of the goddess. Yeah. Cause people would do that on, so- um, saw when her Halloween because she was the queen of the night, right? And she would lead hordes of spirits and also other social outcasts. And this could be another reason why I love her because I'm the total misfit and I cheer for the underdog. She would uh, lead them with her wherever she would go. And so that's why they would leave these gifts outside of their house for her, mm-hmm. like to feed everybody that was traveling with her. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I love that. And then we got one more final thing for crystal lovers. So um, Leah has done up for me in the past, like associating different crystals for different goddesses. And Leah, you want to share this one? So a great way to connect with Hecate is selenite. Um, A lot. I know I have selenite in my collection. I'm sure you do. Most crystal collectors do. Um, It's an almighty purifier that strongly works with the energy of the moon and it can cleanse all the other crystals in its vicinity without smudging. Um, It can bring clarity of mind along with accessing higher guidance and it can be used to access past and future lives and can clear confusion while aiding and seeing the bigger picture. And I, I love it. You can actually like, I have just a little tower and they're quite inexpensive, at least the ones that I've found and not to have to smudge or leave it. I mean, not that it's a ton of work to do that or to leave, you know, your crystals out on the, on the windowsill for the full moon, but like it's supercharging everything that is that you put the place around it. It's a really, really good crystal to have in your arsenal. Yeah, I agree. I've got a nice bowl that I will put jewelry in. You have and a have- selenite bowl. Yeah. Oh my I mean, God, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a bowl. I mean, selenite is actually one of the crystals that you don't want to get wet. So you wouldn't like yes. use it to eat. Because Anything that is, ends in an ite, you yes. don't want to get wet. Um, but for holding, you know, objects and things like that, it's fine. And then um, selenite lamps are also really popular and they're beautiful. Oh my God, I have not seen that either. I've just got a little tiny tower that's maybe, okay. maybe I don't know, four or five inches inches big and you don't have to purify that because it is the almighty purifier itself so it's pretty cool pretty cool to have sure is well that comes to our conclusion of the almighty hecate do you have any other closing remarks you would like to make on i call her mother (laughs) i do i'm always like mother do you have an answer for me (laughs) um hmm, let me see i guess yeah. So if, if you're curious, then, you know, head over to your computer and, and uh, you know, look her up and see some of the images. And some people have done some phenomenal oh, renditions yeah. and artwork, which can be so inspiring and, and see if that inspires you. And um, 
yeah, just be playful with it. And one of the things about goddesses is they have so many different qualities depending on where they are from and their stories, the archetypes, all of those things. And, you know, she might be your mother goddess like it is for Leah, or there might be someone else, but um, just kind of getting started into delving into these stories and really feeling into, um, yeah, what does she represent to you and how can you channel that energy to live more in alignment with your own life? It can be a really fun and powerful journey. Absolutely. Well, you know what? We're going to be continuing our October witchy journey next week when we're going to talk about hocus pocus, sex magic. (laughs) And I've been waiting for this one because my vagina's got some powers to hoodly hoo on you. (laughs) Hoodly hoo. (laughs) Sounds more like Missy Elliott. Hoodie hoo. Better run for cover, motherfucker. Okay, I've got to end this before I just totally go down the rabbit hole. As always, I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.